want to express appreciation to Lee Secrets for leading us in the first part of worship and also to Dr. Spence for assisting us in the morning prayer and also add my words of welcome to those of you who are visitors and to many of our young people who are back today. Uh, if you would take your bulletin, I can read with you the uh, scripture lesson that we have this morning. Uh, it's from Luke chapter 2, and we are reading today the account of Simeon and uh, his song. There are three hymns, uh, the Benedictus, uh, which is the great blessing that John the Baptist uh, father sings in one part of this, uh, Gospel of Luke. And also this Nunc Dimittis, which is the uh, been the death song literally of thousands and thousands of people down through the ages and then of course the beautiful Magnificat which is the song of Mary but this gives us the song of Simeon and this is from the American Bible Society's translation Luke chapter 2 verse 22 following the time came for Joseph and Mary to do what the law of Moses commanded and perform the ceremony of purification so they took the child to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be dedicated to the Lord. They also went off to offer a sacrifice, a pair of doves or two young pigeons as required by the law of the Lord. Now there was a man living in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a good man and God-fearing and was waiting for Israel to be saved. The Holy Spirit was with him and he had been assured by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. Led by the Spirit, Simeon went into the temple. When the parents brought the child Jesus into the temple to do for him what the law required, Simeon took the child in his arms and gave thanks to God. Now, Lord, you have kept your promise, and you may let your servant go in peace. With my own eyes I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light to reveal your way to the Gentiles and to bring glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at the things Simeon said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is chosen by God for the destruction and the salvation of many in Israel. He will be a sign from God which many people will speak against and so reveal their secret thoughts and sorrow like a sharp sword will break your own heart. Amen. May God add his blessing to our reading of his word. Our Father, we are thankful for our little ones. And we bless you for this season of the year in which age and the infancy seem to come together in a unique uh, blend. We thank you, Father, for your great love for us and for the lessons that you can teach us in this blessed passage of Scripture we have to study today. Bless that these moments may be guided under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit so that our own hearts may be challenged uh, and that we may live faithfully for you. We thank you for your great gift for us, and we do celebrate the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ with great joy. 
receive these gifts, we pray in his name. Amen. Alexander White, who was one of the great leaders of the Church of Scotland, had a remarkable study on the life of Simeon. And it really picks up where we left off last uh, Sunday. You remember we talked about the remarkable gift of the virgin birth of Christ, that great miracle which occurred and brings us some understanding of the mystery of the incarnation. Well, of course, there is an old tradition that there were 70 translators of what we call the Septuagint, which was translated uh, long before uh, the birth of Christ. And then there were translators who still kept translating uh, the Greek uh, uh, copy of the Old Testament from Hebrew to Greek. Well, the word for Alma uh, is, is the Hebrew word for virgin, and Parthenos is the Greek word for virgin. And so there is an old tradition that one of these translators was himself Simeon. And this is what Alexander White in his wonderful imaginative way says about Simeon. Simeon was one of the seventy. Simeon sat in the Jerusalem chamber on that day and it fell his lot to be in the company which were to render the prophet Isaiah out of the Hebrew tongue and into the Greek tongue. All went well for the first six chapters of the evangelical prophet. But when they came to the seventh chapter and to the verse in that chapter, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Simeon, at that impossible prophecy, threw down his pen and would write no more. How shall this be, demanded Simeon. And with all they could do, the offended scholar would not subscribe his name to the Parthenos passage that so satisfied and delighted all the rest till in anger he threw down his pen and went home to his own house. But at midnight an angel appeared to Simeon and said to him, Simeon, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and behold, thou shalt remain in this thy captivity until thou shalt see with thine own eyes the Lord's Christ, made of a woman, until the virgin son shall put his little hand into thine aged bosom, and shall there loose thy silver cord. And it was so. Now that gives you a beautiful picture. Simeon, the old man whom T.S. Eliot has written of so beautifully in his remarkably uh, perceptive poem, A Song for Simeon, he waits in the temple, in the temple where God is to appear. Having been excited inside his heart, knowing that something strange and wonderful is about to take place, he comes into the temple at the very time that Mary and Joseph bring their little peasant baby into the temple for the rite of purification. They are so poor and poverty-stricken that they cannot sacrifice a lamb. So they buy two turtle doves, which they will use as their sacrifice. And Simeon, not embarrassed by their poverty, not embarrassed by 
what he is going to say comes across the temple to where Joseph and Mary are and reaches out to take the little baby Jesus into his own arms. What a moving sight that must have been that this ancient man of God takes that little one into his arms and blesses God for the gift of him. See what he says, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Notice how Luke wants us to understand the work of the Holy Spirit in the Incarnation. How Simeon had been assured by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. And led by the Spirit, Simeon sees these parents and takes this child into his arm and gives thanks to God. So first of all there is this baby. This baby who shall be the blessing for all of us today and the cause of all of our celebration. We are thanking God for that gift of him because he will be our salvation. But there is also with the great gift of the blessing of God in salvation a burden that comes in this prophecy which Simeon speaks. The translation that I've read to you says that this child is chosen by God for the destruction and the salvation of many in Israel. This child is really set for the rise and the fall of many. We will all be judged by what we do with this child that was born in Bethlehem and was brought that day into the temple. It affects every single one of us. What have you done with Jesus, the Son of God? Is he Lord and Master of your life, or is he not? As he begins to go through his life, Simeon had prophesied that he would be spoken against, and so he was. There are people today in theological seminaries that deny his virgin birth, that deny his miracles, that deny him his deity. There were people in Jesus' own time who said he was born of fornication. There were people who were big in political circles like Herod, who would cause him to be beaten and who would see a crown of thorns placed upon him and like Pilate who wanted to wash his hands of him there were religious leaders who spoke against him but he would also be set for the rise of many there would be a, a woman named Mary of Magdala out of whom went seven devils a woman whose life would be transformed by the power of this Jesus Christ. And so Simeon sees that there will be the rising. There will be a rich young ruler who will turn away sorrowful. There will be a Saul of Tarsus who will follow Jesus Christ and preach his gospel and spread it in many places that go. And so there is a burden, a burden that comes with this message that brings a blessing for those who will receive this child and brings judgment for those who will reject this child. And this is what Simeon seeks to teach. The rise and the fall of many will be 
upon this baby and the blessing and the burden that he brings to people. What a great gift it was for Simeon. I think he must have been one of those people you remember now that the Old Testament has been finished for a long, long time. And there has been no voice of the prophet. And uh, here comes this bright ray of hope. It's unusual for a Jew like Simeon to speak of God's lighting the path so that Gentiles will come in. And yet that's what he speaks of here. And he speaks of it in a wonderful way. There are Christmas carols that go all the way back into the Old Testament as we remarked last Sunday from Isaiah's prediction that there would come this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, and that he would bring light to people that were groping in darkness. And so here Simeon sees this realized. In the Old Testament, in the book of Jeremiah, there is a great play upon words when God says to the prophet Jeremiah, what do you see, Jeremiah? And what he saw then might well be spoken of as what we see in the world today. He saw a seething pot or a boiling cauldron. And we see this in the world about us with the turmoil that goes on. But God asked him again, what do you see, Jeremiah? And he said that he saw the rod of an almond tree. And there is a play upon that word. It means watching that the first ray of spring would begin for those in the place where Jeremiah lived when a little white blossom from an almond tree would break forth. And this would mean that God was bringing about a break in a bleak winter. Very much as we look for crocuses, sometimes when they bloom in the snow in the winter here. And they are signs that cheer us on that uh, spring will be coming. Well, God speaks to Jeremiah in a sort of carol, saying to him, keep watching, Jeremiah, because you're seeing well, because I am bringing some break in the long, bleak time. Well, God is bringing a break here, and the break comes in the long, bleak time to Simeon. But with this break, there comes that blessing and that burden that comes with the responsibility of accepting or rejecting Jesus Christ. And so this is why we are spoken, th this is spoken of uh, as such a blessing and such a responsibility that it will test us. When I was looking at this today, I looked at my notes from 1969. I last preached uh, this in an exposition in 1969, and in the notes I had noted that I had gone to the hospital that week to see a member, a man who had been a member of this church. His name was Bill Costner. He had sent word for me to come to the hospital. And so I went out to the Western Carolina Sanitarium to see him. I'll never forget going in because uh, he had had flu and it had gone into some pneumonia, but he looked 
uh, stronger and uh, they were assisting him with some oxygen that was there but I had asked the doctor and the doctor said that he was going to be all right and when I spoke to Bill Bill had some things that he wanted to tell me and he told me some things that were on his heart and then he said to me in a few hours I am going to be with Jesus and I said Bill you're all right you're not gonna die and I said I'll be back tomorrow and we'll watch the football game together and I tried to chide him out of his feeling because I thought uh, he was not that ill but he said no and he called me old buddy he said no old buddy this is the end of the trail now that sounds uh, like it's made up but that's what he said and do you know within 12 hours I received a telephone call that he had died I went I couldn't believe it when I got the word in the middle of the well it was early in the next morning actually it was about three in the morning and I drove back and I thought about that many times the Lord had given him some sort of premonition of what was going to take place he knew that he was going to be released from this life and he wanted to cling to his Savior in that important moment old Simeon back in this Old Testament passage uh, back in this passage that I've read to you had looked forward to salvation which is a very big word means that God is saving us from all of our sin and that God is giving us the gift of life by which he guides us here and for which he will guide us into eternity and so as Alexander White had said in his study about Simeon the little child reached into his bosom to loose the silver cord so that he could peacefully go to be with his maker he could go away peacefully because all was right with God and God would bring blessing but this little one to whom he bore a testimony here would be a gift for all of the ages by which the secret thoughts that we have will be tested by which God tests our integrity by which God tests our use of money by which God tests our use of life we are a special people we have been given the great gift of salvation and this salvation that has come to us is meant to bring hope to the world but it brings a responsibility to us to yield to the Lordship of Christ last week I took some friends through the um, Biltmore thing to estate to look at the Christmas decorations and I was looking at uh, while they were looking at something else I was looking at some of those little trees that are very very old the bonsai type trees and I was thinking about something I had read about the Chinese brush painting and their symbols and it fits in with what I read earlier or spoke of earlier in the prophecy of Jeremiah the Chinese speak of four of the four seasons and they have four plants that they speak about in this they think of summer as a happy 
uh, time full of energy. And so the bamboo shoot is what the brush painters paint, uh, showing you something of, the, uh, of life through bamboo. Then the brush painters in the fall show two, not one, but always two chrysanthemums. And they want to show you that it's age speaking to youth. So there are two. That's the fall season of life. And uh, when they show spring, spring is always full of an orchid because that's uh, as bright and as cheerful as you can think of. Well, what do you suppose they use for winter? They use the blossom of a plum tree. And their rule of painting is that it should always, the tree should always be painted as though it were made out of iron because it looks so bleak. But then God brings the blossom to show that there is hope. And so, in this season, there is this purple cloth that shows the humility of God's Son coming into the world to bear our griefs and sins and our sorrows. But also he brings to us life and joy and hope and blessing and forgiveness and grace. And that grace is open to each one of us here. There's a great statue in a huge cathedral in Denmark where when you come into the, the cathedral and you want, I read of one man who came in, he wanted to see the statue and the, the lights are dim and he walked down the long aisle of the cathedral and then when he got toward the front, he could read the words in gold at the base of the statue which said, Come unto me. But then a sudden impulse gripped him, and he knelt. And when he fell on his knees and lifted up his eyes and looked, he could see the face of Christ in the statue that was there. Because that's precisely what the artist intended for it to do to humble us so that not standing erect but kneeling and looking up we could see and know God's love in Christ. Simeon held up this little one and blessed God for him and then gave Mary that prediction of the cross. And sorrow like a sharp sword will break your own heart. But through the Blessed Virgin Mary's gift by God to us, we may be transformed and made different and made strong and blessed and changed and full of hope. This is to me the message of the song of Simeon. I would like for us simply to stand for the benediction because we need to go now to the joy gift luncheon. Let's stand please for the benediction. Our Heavenly Father, 
we thank you for this day and for the gift of joy which Christ has brought into this world. We thank you, our Father, for the picture we are given in Scripture that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. And that joy is serious business in heaven because it brings joy to us on earth. Help us to see the greatness and goodness of your love for us and to be willing to accept the blessing and the responsibility that comes with that blessing of yielding our lives to the work of the Holy Spirit so that he may sort out of us those things which are not pleasing to you and so that he may create within us those things which will bring honor to the name of Christ. We thank you, Father, for your servant Simeon and we pray that we may be faithful to the finish of our days and we thank you for your servants who have given so much on this special day and we ask your blessings for them and for their families. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit our keeper and guide be with us all now and forevermore.